The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day. What's in your wallet? Here's the plan for hour number two today, the Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Now you can test drive Snapshot to see how much you could save before switching to Progressive. Visit Progressive.com forward slash Snapshot. Chris Long has been allowed to call in. I actually want to do what could be the worst athlete interview with him, rapid fire, and then we'll have some fun, because I wanted to do this before with athletes. I just don't have that many friends that are pro athletes. Van Pelt, a pulse this hour as well, and even more planned in the final hour. But it is the last show, so we have our last sit-down this week, the general manager of the Golden State Warriors, Bob Myers. He might be the best GM in sports, and he plays pickup basketball at a maximum security prison against guys on death row. If somebody said Quentin's like taunting me, I'm not so dumb that I'm going to say something back. So the only way to respond to being taunted in St. Quentin is to beat him. Right on basketball court because I'm not going to get into a war, you know, a verbal exchange. So when you lose, when I when we lost, you hear about it, and that's the part that sucks. You can't say anything; you're just going to take it. It's the sit down with Warriors general manager Bob Myers on playing hoops at San Quentin. Bob, it's another year playing out San Quentin. Are you ever scared? Uh, I was scared one time. Second to last, the penultimate. I don't get to use that word. I like Second that. to last time I was there, we did a, a kind of impromptu tour of a cell. And so I walked back to where the prisoners sleep, and I'd never really done that. One, I was scared because I had this kind of visceral fear of, of, of not seeing any guards and kind of being in an element where prisoners were just walking around. And I think we had one guy with us, but I don't know if he was a guard, and thinking that, um, you know, I, I could something could happen right here and there's no one here. So the, and sometimes you just feel that you don't think it, you just feel it. I've never really even felt that fear. And I, and it, nobody did anything, nothing happened, but I felt like, wow, this is a vulnerable. I've never felt vulnerable in there, which is maybe surprising. Um, but then I also stepped into one of the cells. I was shocked at how small and compressed it is. And that I just wanted to get out of there. No. And the door was open. The door wasn't shut. They didn't shut the cell door. But I remember seeing the space that they provide for two people and the narrowness of it. And just and I'm tall, and, and, and so I was kind of like, i got, I got to get out of here. I can only sit in there for two seconds. So that was a different feeling. But, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I've been in there. I, I was just in there last week for something else. And so it's, uh, every time I go in, I kind of learn something new, uh, which was fascinating because not many days we spend where we learn something pretty pivotal or memorable, kind of go through our days and do our routines and wake up and, and yesterday was the same as today. So every time I go in there, I learn something, which is, which is pretty amazing. Now this is the sixth year you've done it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think we started six years ago. So when this started and just your honesty is I've talked about this and read all the pieces. I mean, we're reading about it for a while. I think everybody that hears about it for the first time is like, wait a minute, what do they do? When this whole thing started, how does that pitch start with your partners, your team, and then obviously law enforcement? I mean, kind of randomly, um, Kirk Lakeham, who's a assistant GM, had a friend that was part of a Christian group that went in there. And I love to play basketball, and I just 
he just said, hey, would you ever want to go to San Quentin? And I thought, first of all, I didn't understand. I said, what do you mean? They just put pickup in there? What, how does that even work? And then I learned that there's this program where they play for, I guess it's seasonal, because they don't play, the, it's not going on right now, where there is a team that goes in there and you got to get cleared. You have your record checked and all these different things. And then you go in there and you play. Uh, and there's a group of about 10 or 12 rotating guys. And you play against the prison team. And there's, there's an over 41 and then there's kind of an open team in San Quentin. The practices has a coach, has a team. And so I kind of fascinated by the idea of it for a variety of reasons. One, I just thought, wow, how else am I going to go get to see this maximum security prison that houses you know, these are these are people on death row, and just the same reason why you tune to whatever channel and is showing you know life in a prison. For some reason, our society, and I'm not it's not good or bad. I have no opinion of it, but why we enjoy seeing what's behind prison walls, or we're all kind of maybe it's the lack of being able to relate to it or whatever. So I had that same fascination, and then also, what am I going to come out of this with? Like I knew I'd be changed. But in what way would I leave going, wow, these are just evil people? Or would I leave thinking, I can't, you know, I can't, there's a humanity in there that I wasn't aware of. And each time I go in, I come out with a better understanding, maybe empathy. Uh, last time, I, like I said, I was in there last week and had a good conversation with someone that was convicted of a crime and murder at 16 years old. And so I talked to him about, you know, being tried as a 16 year old and, and being sentenced to life in prison and how he kind of ended up in that place in his life. And what I've always said about St. Quentin is that who am I to judge the actions of someone that didn't maybe have two parents, maybe had one parent, maybe didn't have any parents, maybe had one parent that was addicted to drugs. Maybe his brother convinced him the gang life was the way to go. I mean, I didn't have to overcome any of that. So for me to sit above and look down upon people that were not afforded anywhere near the opportunity I was isn't a fair position to take. But I can't get that perspective until I look at these people and talk to them. I can, it's much easier for me to be dismissive and read about people in prison and say, these are just evil people. I can't, I, I don't want to know anything about these people. But if you look at what's going on in, 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 in our country and who's being put in prison and how many people are being put in prison, uh, it's it's an important thing, and and it's not a, it's not it, it needs to improve. And so I always come out of it with something more than I went in each time. Talking with Bob Myers, their annual game with members of the Warriors staff playing at San Quentin. And so your stat line, based on the research I've done, is you guys are down a point. You have thirty two points and thirty one rebounds, and they go to yeah. you for the game winner. And then what happens? Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> That stat Sorry. line is a little misleading. That, that, that stat line, um, you, there's, as you know, you follow sports, there's good numbers and there's kind of empty numbers. <laughs> so so I would say those are, those were uh, not, those were not efficient. Those were not efficient. Those were not a great. You're like a 14 PER? Yeah, not a good PER. Yeah, exactly. Uh, stuff that if you look a little deeper, you'd shake your head and say, yeah, but I was at that game and I saw it and. It was. It didn't. It didn't look like that. So in any event, they didn't. First of all, I would never be so stupid to draw a play up for me, which isn't what happened. The ball kind of got kicked around and ended up in my hands, and I tried to score 
Um, and I, I think I tried to spin one direction and they stole, I turned it over basically short story. Um, but they, they, they made a good play. And, and one thing people should know is they play hard. These prisoners, maybe everybody would assume that. I would, I would assume really that prisoners hard. do play hard. I don't know. And I'm not talking like, it's, there's no coolness to it. it. It's not like a lot of times you go play pickup basketball and there's kind of a levity to it. And I don't know, I'm going to take a bad shot. I'm not going to really screen anybody out. This is the antithesis of that. I mean, these guys are scrapping, and, and maybe maybe you said like that's obvious, but it's all game long. So they ripped me, and and uh, they went down. And the guy that so so I mean, you can tell the rest of the story, or I can, but they I, I turned it over. Actually, we were down one, so 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 we were we were up one. They came down and scored, and then we were down one, and that's how it ended up in my head. So I had a chance to probably provide a game winner, but didn't. And I guess big picture, as I saw them celebrate, better for the prisoners of San Quentin to have a... I've, I've been fortunate enough to have some pretty pretty good moments in my life. Uh, and so let them have... And then I, like I, I, there was no charity involved. I didn't, I didn't consciously think when I caught the ball, hey, I'm going to turn it over so the prisoners can win. <laughs> yeah, I tried right. to score. It wasn't good enough to score. And so they won. But as I looked down, I took a little solace and, hey, you know, better for... These guys to have this moment. I I I I'm gonna be in my car driving out of here, but I was really happy for them. They deserved to win, and I've been in there. Shoot, I played played six or seven times, and that was this is the second one. The thing I don't like, Ryan, is when when you lose in San Quentin, and I can't. You know, there's a, a way talking. I won't say the word, but talking mess. There's another yeah, sure. word that I could use instead of mess. When somebody in San Quentin saying that stuff to you you wisely just shut up, right? So if somebody in San Quentin's like taunting me, what? I'm not so dumb that I'm going to say something back. So the only way to respond to being taunted in San Quentin is to beat them, right, on basketball court because I'm not going to get into a, war, you know, a verbal exchange. So when you lose, when, I, when we lost, you hear about it. And that's the part that sucks. You can't say anything. You're just going to take it. So we took it. And, uh, but it's always great going in there. But yeah, if you want a short story, I lost the game for it. That's a that's a short version. Yeah. I had a chance, didn't get it done. Yeah, that's didn't that's how they done. wrote it. The gamer, when I read it, yeah. it was kind of it was kind of beating you up a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all true. It's all good. Got to own it. That's this week's sit down, Bob Myers. We're gonna have more with Bob Myers. Perhaps next hour, we're gonna just put it on the podcast, talking about the Warriors, the Daryl Morey quote from yesterday with the show. But this hour, Van Pelt, a pulse, and Chris Long next. The final Brasillo show on ESPN Radio. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO. 
Capricorns, today is a perfect day for romance and fun-filled activities with your partner. And by fun-filled activities, we mean shopping for car insurance. Luckily, you'll find that switching to GEICO could save you hundreds of dollars a year. You'll keep this day of romance going at the hardware store by arguing for half an hour over the color of your backsplash. Love is indeed in the air, Capricorns. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We may take calls. There's been thoughts of just taking some calls. So maybe we'll do that three Eastern top of next hour. We still have Van Pelt, The Pulse, The Rosilla Show, the last one here on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. So I appreciate everybody checking it out. Uh, all the stuff, all the tweets, all that. Man, it's been, it's been awesome, overwhelming. So I'll talk a little bit about that. We've got a big grand finale scheduled. It's just going to be just me on that one. But uh, one of my favorite guests joins us on the show, Penzoil Performance Line, Penzoil Synthetics, taking synthetic motor oil performance to a whole new level. Make the switch to Penzoil Synthetics today. A friend, a big part of the show, a guy I'm constantly going to be keeping in touch with, uh, joins us now. What's up? Hey, it's your boy, Captain Insano, a.k.a. Marcus, the former intern. How you doing, buddy? That's not who I thought we had. Uh, yeah. Hey, Marcus, thank you. Well, you can just text me. You got it. Yeah, we're out. Do we have Chris Long? Hello, Chris. Yes, sir. I'm here. Your future intern. <laughs> you guys did that to me on purpose, didn't you? I didn't want to be mean to Marcus, but I knew we had Chris Long on hold. Is Marcus going to be all right? He'll try to call in during the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, that was weird. I was I was thrown off a bit by that. What's up, man? Nothing, dude. How you doing, man? How you feeling? Uh, I feel pretty good. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Have you almost, like, how do you think you'll handle walking away from the game? I don't know, man. I just want to focus on today. I feel like, you know, I, two of the coolest things ever was I, I got to see Kobe's last game at, at the Staples Center live, and now I get to be a part of your last show. So kind of comparable. You were at I'm, Kobe's uh, last game? to be a part of it. Huh? Yeah, but you're also blessed, which is good. But you were at Kobe's last game? How did I did I not no, know that? No, dude. I just watched it live. Oh, all right. I was gonna say that would have been <laughs> That would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Okay, so do we have a sounder for this? Let's let's try to do this. We don't have a sounder? Oh, I didn't know that. Ah, see now I'm not sure. All right. What I always wanted to do, but I didn't have enough pro athletes that were friends, just once a week do an awful athlete just interview. So let's try it right now. You ready? Yeah, get to do that all the time every week as a pro athlete with uh, real reporters. So go ahead. What do you think your legacy is going to be? Uh, my legacy is like the generational white DN comparison for Mel Kuyper and um, and uh, Todd McShay. And I'm going to pass that torch to Joey Bosa. Do you think you're as good as Bosa, though? No. All right. I just wanted to be. Because he's, he's gotten off to a really good start, and you started a little slower. He's be, I, think, I, I really do believe he's going to be a Hall of Famer, all jokes aside. Oh, wow. Okay, all right. Are there times where you want it more, and there are times where you want it less? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Throughout the work week, like practice and stuff like that. Okay. Meetings, yeah, you want it less. <laughs> do you think against Seattle, prior to the Seattle loss, you had peaked too soon? And now you're peaking again. Yeah, well, I, re- I reviewed the the charts. Your peak charts? Yeah, the peak charts. The right time to peak is coming up soon. So um, you could say that. Do you think you're a team that will get hot at the right time or not get hot at the right time? I feel like the temperature's rising. I feel like the temp is going up. In foals we trust. 
What's on your iPod right now? Like an iPod Classic? Yeah, Shuffle. I don't have an iPod, bro. <laughs> it's 2017. Okay, how about this question? You've been a successful pass rusher. Your father is a legend. Your brother is on the Bears. Question mark? Yeah, question. Yeah, your brother's on the Bears? Those are my favorite when they they, they lead off with a statement. Like, I mean, come on, man. Uh, yeah, I guess... Uh, uh, I guess you're right about all those things. That yeah, not not incorrect. Uh, Chris Long here. So look, before we have a couple minutes, we got Van Pelt and that whole deal. Uh, I do appreciate you taking the time out. I mean, think about this: you flew up here. I still don't think I've ever gotten that expense report submitted. You flew up here. You stayed at my house in Hartford, which not a lot of pro athletes can say they did. And you were on the show, and everybody loved it. So I can't wait for uh, what you're doing next, and hopefully you sign with the Rams next year. <laughs> I'm. Just- I'm not even going to talk about. I'm not even. Gonna, all I want to know is, can I be your intern in the future? I know I kind of, I kind of mentioned that at the top of the segment, and you didn't respond. We do have a vetting policy here, and I mean, I gotta, I gotta make sure that I'm getting. I don't want you on mail it in mode. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm, no, I'll be at my best. I'll be at my best, clear headed, um, committed, and. Uh, you know I want to get in the podcast game afterwards. I, I, maybe if I could shadow you in your Laguna Beach mansion. Yeah, we'll let you shadow us. Okay. That that I can make happen. Uh, look, I can't wait to see what happens in the playoffs for you guys. I know it's going to be tough without Wentz, but I'm not even asking you that question. But I know you have all the faith in the world in Nick Foles, so I'm going to answer all this stuff for you, and you're just going to take it one game at a time, and then hopefully at the end of this whole thing, we're going to make it work. Thank you for all the stuff you've done, and I'm really glad that I won you in the divorce of Van Pelt. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey, and congrats on a on a hell of a run there. I can honestly say, you know, just casually listen to the, to radio and stuff. You you do a great job, not just as your buddy. So, um, best of luck the rest of the way, man. All right, you heard it there, Chris Long, one of the best. We're just talking about me. Thanks, man. All right, later, dude. All right. Okay, so everybody's been waiting for this, and I'm excited because we already taped it. We have a brand new pulse that Van Pelt had to tape while he was, he had to tell his wife and his kids, Hey, hold on. I need to tape this moronic segment with Ryan. So we're going to listen to that. And then we're actually going to do another segment where we actually do normal, real stuff. We're just going to talk about sports. All right. So Van Pelt next, the Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. Electricity charge inside Energy like the lightning strike Take one spark and I will ignite Never stopping, I won't stand by Now that Human Resources Director Ryan Lee has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time, he's really on top of his game. He even has his own hype song. I'm the best beyond belief I got strength and got the speed Entire workforce Complete with different hours, skill sets, and pay grades. No, nobody catching up. They're not fast or strong enough. I got that electricity charging Take one spot in. I'm attracting and engaging the best people every step of the way. Never stopping, I won't stand by. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Never stopping, I won't stand by. I just got a an email, my work email here. We got a listening session scheduled for next week. I'm not going to make it to that one. 
the Rosillo Show. It's ESPN Radio. Tweet the show at Rosillo Show, 1-800-Flowers.com. Twitter feed. If you're short on time and searching for the perfect present, 1-800-Flowers.com is your answer. When you order the beautifully crafted holiday flower tree, you'll get 20% off. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash ESPN. The plan, as of right now, we have a mystery guest. We have Damian Woody. I have a grand finale that I've written out and rehearsed. I have no idea if it's going to work or not, but that's what I'm doing to close because I want to talk to the listeners. I want to talk to all the people that care, and we're going to maybe take some calls coming up. But no one's cared more about me here than this guy, and it's my former host, co-host, whatever you want to call him. He's my friend, Scott Van Pelt. What's up, man? How are you? You know what? I'm good. I mean, I'll tell you, this whole leaving your job thing when it's a TV show and you do it publicly, it's quite the ego boost. Like some guy yeah, started man, giving like, me heat on Twitter. I said, "No, no, you're only supposed to praise me and sound, say how amazing I am." So yeah, it's like a, it's like getting to go to your funeral and and finding out how much everybody loves you when you're still alive, which is fun because you're you're not dead. So that's a big win. Nope, not dead. Uh, <laughs> I want to do a real. I want to try to give like a real segment, but I don't want to do that one first because I think I want to give everybody what they want, and I think you want to do it too. So let's just do it. Let's give everybody the pulse. We taped this a few hours ago, and then we can react in the moment. All right? We good? Done. Okay. I'm ready to go. Let's go. What the f***, dude? You're moving? Yeah, dude. Where? Where where are you going? Did you get the email? The Evite? No, I heard it. Was on, uh, it was on Tinder. Yeah, dude, L.A. Walk to Asia? Honest to God, it's like the scene in that uh, that Affleck uh, movie, um, Armageddon or whatever, yeah, where he one. shows up and the kid, he left, like he just, he got in that junkyard jalopy and he went west to go no, see the chicken. No, dude, that wasn't what? Armageddon. That was with the rockets and the drillers. This is, uh, it's yeah. the math one. The one I had all the f- math in it. Geometry oh, and whatnot. I never understood Goodwill yeah. Hunting. He had a job with like NASA and the Rockets or something, yeah. but he had to see a girl. But then Robin Williams and it's it's not sure whose fault was it, dude? Wait a minute though, was Hunting a prequel to Armageddon because of the NASA thing? Wait dude. a minute, yeah. Wait a minute, hey, you're connecting the dots for me here now. Look, dude, here's the deal. It's not oh. your fault, Robin well, Williams, Doubtfire, Jack. Fault is it? That's the whole point of the deal. Whose fault? Honestly, you and the crew kind of suck lately. So I mean, you know, no offense. Look, I'm psyched for you in, in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I you know you when you be. pull up, it's a metaphor, and you and you're not there, and I'm excited because you're supposed to go and fly because you're a bird. Yeah, right. You're you, like that. You got like a Kahat jacket because you just got done with some like part time electrical work. But dude, here's the deal. I'm gonna be freaking partying with White Snake. Viper Dude, Room, Coverdale. yeah, Coverdale. like Captain Morgan's, all you can drink. It's gonna be Tony Catane. Awesome, God. dude! I found a spot in Torrance on Yelp, right on the beach. I don't want to bust your bubble, kid, because you know I want to lift you up here. But I'm pretty sure Torrance is not on the beach, or even even remotely near it. Can I have your Xbox? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I wish, I, I wish people could understand how excited I was to do it one last time. I was just so psyched that people were requesting it because I meant that we got to hear the bagpipes and you and me could just chop it up and yell nonsense at each other. And the funny thing is, is this is the second time we screwed this up on the show. <laughs> but Torrance does have a little stretch of beach. Very, does it? Very small one. Yeah. But Dude, you I think I was thinking Toluca Lake from, uh, from Pulp Fiction. That's out in the valley or something. Reseda, remember the first Karate Kid? 
and like he showed up to the high school and no one liked him because he was from Reseda. Does that sure, make that sense? That place is full of full of sketchy dudes. Yeah, I mean their apartment in First Credit Kids sucked. So I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping that does. You got really excited because you were texting me this morning. This is how, like, let's put it this way: I am a caller when I have stuff that I have to say. But when you have three kids, you're not a, like I know the deal, and I'll even leave Vamp Help voicemails where I go, "Hey, don't even call don't me back. Call, don't like, call back. Yeah, don't get, call back. I get the don't call back is the is the that's the." Uh, that's the qualifier before the message starts. And there's been some gems lately, and I thank you for them. <laughs> I go, or I'll just call and be like, I have nothing. Just it was nothing. just So you have three kids, but you were so excited this morning that you're just texting me being like, when can we tape? I have, I have some stuff. I have material for this one. I just knew that the window when I was going to be able to curse at the top of my lungs and it was going to be a very small window when they were off getting Duncan before we tried to make our way back north. And so I had to try to I had to try to capitalize on this, and that so we we were able to do that. And 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 tip of the cap to whoever tried to put that mess together because it was garbage. The funniest one I think we've ever done. Not that I, I would say content wise, but they brought a sales tour here years ago, right? And they had them behind the glass, and you were separated. And then I was like, hey, you know, hold on. And then we just started going, and it was like mm-hmm. seven people from ZipRecruiter. Just hanging sure. out, going, Whoa, what the hell? What show is this? I'm like, yeah. this it, was, is a- it was the best one. It's the best show, is with the show that it is. That's what show this is. Do you? Uh, how much am I going to miss it? There'll be there'll be days when you really, really are chomping at the bit, and then there'll be lots of days when you'll probably just just uh, get on your cruiser and pedal around like uh, Jack Tripper, Three's Company Kid. You're not. I mean, seriously, it's. You'll figure out what to do with the time, but there is there are definitely days when you really, really have a you know scorching hot take that you want to share. But that's not your deal. You don't you don't traffic in those. But you know you're you're because you're a consumer. You're a guy that, that lives it and breathes it and and knows it. And wanting to share the, your opinions, wanting to be right about stuff, not being afraid to be wrong about it. That, that's all the part of the about this that you're great at. And that part, that part you'll miss. But here's the thing: you won't miss it for long. I know that because you'll be because this is this will be this is all going to sort itself out. Uh, hey, well, look, you but you know, I mean, I don't want to get into the into the whole like, but I've sat next to you and I've told you all the stuff that I've wanted to do off the air. I remember calling mm-hmm. you from an LA hotel room, like so excited about one thing and then we were like laughing about it and like dude what are you doing like is this really going to happen and I said well I don't know and it wasn't at that point that I was going to leave or anything like that but um I I think the cool thing is is that whenever I think about the show that I did with you I didn't really fit like a classic category and you know like in the beginning for me it was it was a lot of people going who the hell is this dude this game night guy he's like going to be Van Pelt's co-host and it's like well if you want it to be the Scott show like this is who I want to do it with and that's how I got to do the show with you. But I've always felt like, and this is something I want to close with, is that the show was always you and I, and what I try to do consistently after you, was it was always trying to be the show that felt like it was normal, which it doesn't sound like it's that creative. Like, hey, what kind of show do you have? Oh, we have a normal show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know. There's just so many guys that reach out and go, this this felt exactly like my friends just sitting around and that's what everybody tries to do. And it's so hard to actually have that, that genuine thing. And that's what I think you and I had and why, you know, some days I kind of regret. Cause imagine if we were on year eight or nine 
Dude. Yeah. Can you imagine? You know. Statues, bro. We'd probably be on the marquee on the Super Bowl trip. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Here we go. Salty past memories. The airing airing of the grievances. Uh, Because... You know, I don't know. Are we one or two? Is this is this it? Is this one and done? You got other people you got to no. get to? No, no, no. We're going to do another full segment. Do you want to tease it over? Oh. Why don't you do a tease? Why don't you do one of your great teases from back in the day? Uh, all right. Coming up next, Rosillo is going to tell you about his dance pottery studio that he's going to be opening up. And I'll tell you all the things that me and Rosillo hated about this job when we worked together. Done. It's ESPN Radio. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowner's insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you build a giant pillow fort in your living room. And when people ask why you have a pillow fort in your living room, you say it's for your dog. And when they ask, well, what kind? You say, "Mm, chocolate lab. And we have a web of lies that's almost as intricate as the crown molding and fort pillow. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the pillow soft fortress you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. I'm not kidding you. I'm actually signing and filing away my last expense reports because I was afraid I didn't get those in. Van Pelt and I were really good with those. You ended up having a person. I don't know how that works. It's probably smarter than the rest of us. Uh, but Van Pelt joins me here, the final Rosillo show, ESPN radio. We're going to take some calls top of next hour. Damien Woody stopping by. I guess there's a special guest who I still don't know. So no one give it away. And then I'm going to close hopefully strong, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, what's up? Here's the thing. The reason, the reason why uh, I have told versions of this story before, but the, the reason why I wanted the guy from Game Night or whoever that guy was to be my co-host is because you're, there's no BS, there's no nonsense, there's no magic tricks. There's a guy that invests and puts in the work and is smart, and nobody, nobody that I know at that place, nobody works harder at the craft. And here's the thing about radio. You could, anybody out there listening, if you're a big enough fan, you you could do it. You'd suck at it because it's harder to do than you think, but you could fake it. And if you're an actual host, and this is what you do, you 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 could watch a little bit of the game. You could peruse a website or a newspaper if you're old school, and you could come in and you could wing it, and you could fake it. And maybe the, the, the listener wouldn't know, but you'd know. You'd know you were cheating the listener and the viewer because you know that you'd know that you really weren't given the effort. Or, or you could go down in your basement with a league pass. You could watch games. You could have laptops open. You could be making phone calls to people, developing sources who trusted you because they knew they could tell you stuff that you weren't going to run and blab on the radio so that you could have a frame of reference and you could have context and you could be the smartest guy doing national radio day in and day out which is what you did. Now, I didn't know all that when I said that you were the guy I wanted to work with, but I knew it pretty quickly when I'd show up and I'd be ready to wing it, and you'd have 25 Xerox uh, stories from .com with highlighter notes and, and scribbles in the margin, and I'd think, oh, this guy's, this guy's really, he thinks this is real. I was just ready to do jokes. <laughs> and, then you re- and then I realized, oh, I'm supposed to be a headliner out here. I'm going to get blown off the stage if I don't bring the same level. So... The, the thing that I've said many times that I want to say one last time is that people thought I, that you owed me, like I did you some solid or whatever. And maybe, maybe did. I did because did. I, I had a spot and I wanted you to do it. But whatever solid I did you, you paid me back a million times over because you made me better because you made me have to be that good. Otherwise, I was going to be the guy that, that, that was the, the weak half of the duo, and I, I didn't want to be that. And so that's why I wanted that guy that I heard on the radio to be sitting next to me. And that's why those years were so fun. And that's why we were always right. 
you and I always, we always believed, and the people out there always told us, and this kind of validation that you're getting on the way out, it just proves we were, we were always right. Whether the, whether the people in, that we worked with in the, bill, in the corner offices got it or not, we were always right. Well, I appreciate you saying all those things, and the making phone calls thing has probably been one of my favorite parts about this 15 years in general is that you go to some camps, you go to a draft thing, you say something that's not idiotic about an NBA team, and then you know, I go to the combine and a coach comes over that I never thought even knew who I was or a GM would come over and go, hey, you know what, I really liked what you said, or Scott you know, did this, and this was really good. And, and then, yeah, you can get on the phone with a guy and go, wait, what the hell's going on with your team? And then he knows that I'm not just going to say the next day, and then it gives me a little context, and that's how I try to do the job. And I think that's what, like, the congratulations for the last two, three days have been kind of weird because I, I still got to go out and do what I want to do. So I got to be successful. I plan on being successful, but I know it's going to be hard. And so I almost feel like, hey, congratulate me if this whole thing ends, ends up being the right call. But I... I do sometimes, and I know you and I struggle with this, and maybe it's why it took a while. And I also think you and I, I should have been more fun in the beginning because I was so <laughs> obsessed. You know, seriously, like I wasn't, and I'm going to reference that at the end of the show, but we probably would have figured it out quicker if I had been more fun. And you and I were our best when we said, hey, dude, let's just tell stories today. We know what the major headlines are, but let's figure out a way to make sure that we're doing Pats beat the Steelers, the call, but let's get some fun in there and let's get it in the first hour and let's do something stupid that's still entertaining. And it does take a while to figure that out. And I wish I was more fun earlier instead of being obsessed with trying to be the guy that knew everything. But when I look around and I don't act like I'm doing some noble thing here, I mean, all I'm doing is trying out a different career for a little while and who knows? I mean, again, I mean, I'm doing the podcast for, for however long this thing happens. So this isn't. But sometimes I look around, Scott, like I knew I'd never be you. I knew I'd never be at the upfronts. Can you imagine somebody going, hey, let's have Rosillo present at the upfronts. Like it was never going to happen. <laughs> I'm not hosting the Masters, you know. Business furious. Here he comes. <laughs> right. But sometimes I look at Mount Everest of our thing, and you're at a different Mount Everest that I wasn't going to get to, but some of the guys that are the Mount Everest of what I do, and I'm not saying all of it. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, I'm too above this whole thing. Hell, I'll get paid a ton of money and say stuff too, but I do admit that sometimes I look at the guys that are perceived as the best and have the most reach. I go, that guy just makes up crap. Like, I'm not going to be him. So what's the point? That's like the stuff you told Deitch. Like, maybe I'm doing it wrong, but you're not doing it wrong because substance always wins. It, it always wins. Even, even if in the short term, it feels like it doesn't. Um, and that's, that's why all this, I don't want to call it validation, but why all this praise that you're getting from people is sincere and how, how much it has to mean just to hear from people like, and that, that's, that's the relationship that this, that this medium affords is that people get connect and they get to know you. Um, and they, they, they care about you and they're rooting for you. Uh, and that's, what's great about it. And, and that's, you know, part of why you've been great, but you know, uh, the thing about you and I are so similar and we, we got scar tissue and we keep people at bay and, and to our own detriment sometimes, but, you know, one way or another, in, in the end, like you and I got past all that with each other, which is, you know, how at the end of it all, I feel like, and, I, and I, this may be, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable because I'm going to say some stuff here that everybody else can hear, but you know I love you and you know you're my brother. And uh, and that's the best thing that came out of this is that, that you know, that, 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 I, that, that that's what I got out of something I didn't think I never even considered. So that's the, that's the part about this that makes me the happiest and why I'm so I hate to say this again because I don't want to sound like Big Brother giving you a pat on the on the head, but I'm proud you're doing this because it's it's what you should do, and uh, and betting on you you're going to win, um, and I'm glad you're I'm glad you're going to win, and just 
save me a seat at the table wherever that is. Yeah, the Big Brother thing was unavoidable. I hated it, hated it, and it was exactly what it was. No, but I know, you know, I'm not going to hate it in this moment, so I don't, I'm not trying to add on a negative, but it is very funny. Like, it was unavoidable. If I were working with a dude that had barely gotten started at ESPN, that's however many years younger than you than you are, because your age is a mystery. It's like the swamp creature or something. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> is that actually, <laughs> that, no one knows how old you are. Nope. I, you know, there's, there's, there's some people that are, that are big time in this business. They, the reason I love the show is there was always this, just little bit of pissiness from Ryan, this little bit of angst where it was, I'm his little brother. And that's probably something that helped the show, even though there were moments where it drove me nuts and we would have it out about it, but we had it out very rarely. But I am going to bring up at the end of the show, the first time you got mad at me and I absolutely deserved it. And I'm going to admit it all. So, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the final hour here, but you're the best. You mean everything to me. My father absolutely loves you because of what you did for his son. And right on. I can't, can't say enough. Give him hell, my man. Thank you. So right now on ESPN news, we have a doodle with, uh, Van Pelt and myself. What is this from? I, we got to tweet this out because the audio side of this is not getting the full love here. Woody, mystery guest, let's take some calls. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. The final hour of the Rosillo Show, ESPN.